Hoop Tactics with me, Gerard Hector, where we go inside the big basketball brain of Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Well, for all my life, I've, people made fun of the size of my head. <laughs> it's, it's nice <laughs> if someone's going to say something nice about my brain. Normally, it's just my gigantic fucking head, including my mom <laughs> on my birthday talked about my gigantic head. Thanks, mom. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I have watched the game for a long time. Excited to talk to you, but we have some cool things to talk about today. We yeah. we sure do. Um, so last night, uh, the early game on the TNT doubleheader was the Philadelphia 76ers at the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks won that game 133 to 126. They hit 25 of 48 three-pointers. The Mavericks did shot 52%. Now, I've been hanging around David a long time. And I know David tells me things like, yeah, some teams shoot 53s and they make half of them. You ain't beating them that game. And that's really what happened, right? It was just, and in that third quarter, especially, I don't, the Mavericks maybe missed one three pointer in that third quarter. Everybody was making everything. I was like, well, tonight's not your night. Yeah. I mean, so Philly made a choice in that game where uh, we saw this, we saw this with um, Boston versus Golden State in the first four games of the finals, where they want to leave them be closer to the rim. And so Dallas did some nice actions where they screened for Kyrie or where Kyrie had the ball. Kyrie didn't have the ball. And they used some like a, almost like a, a wide pin action to curl for three with Embiid's guy, knowing that Embiid would hang back. And Kyrie made a bunch. Luca, his three-point shots, I think, were harder than mm-hmm. Kyrie's uh, by choice. That's just how Luca plays. Step back, fade away, that kind of thing. He shot great. Reggie Bullock's three mostly came from the, the, the what was going on offense with the other two main guys. Yep. And just no one's beating Dallas in, in those situations. The only difference would be a better defensive team in Philly last night. It wasn't a postseason game, so they didn't try to doctor anything up. But if you train change the way you guard Dallas so that Kyrie doesn't get those open looks at the rim as easily, or Luka is pressed harder at the point of attack and he has to drive, they might still beat you. They, it just will be a different way. But Philly wasn't going to change what they do systemically, right. you know, for a Thursday night game in early March. Right, right. No, it, 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 and you're so right. And this is, you know, one of the reasons why we always make the statement, and that's not us, but everyone knows it, playoff basketball and regular season basketball are not the same thing, right? Nope. When you've got four games in seven nights or three and five, whatever the situation may be, it's just not the same thing. Like, we... I use in, I say this all the time. You walk into a locker room pregame in the regular season, there's like three bullet points on the board, whiteboard. Keep whoever in front of you, like, right? Just very basic. Okay, I got it. Playoffs, the video and scout team, they give these guys binders full of info about these are all their pet plays. Here's our counter to the pet play. Here's where we want to push them. You don't have time to do that in the regular season, right? But in a series where I know seven games max, okay, these are what we're going to do, and here are our counters. You know, uh, I live in Florida, as you know, and I've been in Disney World a lot. And it's been some years since I've gone because my kids are 21 now. Our twins are 21. There was a period of time we were going a lot when they were young. But it might have been a year in between visits. And so we would go the first day and Disney World seemed big when we first go back in there. Where where was this place? And, you know, we we, um, our kids didn't even have cell phones when we first started going. So Mm -hmm. my wife would maybe take Max and I would take Rachel somewhere. We'll meet up at such and such time. And it took me about a day to just remember where every nook and cranny, every restroom, because they were in diapers and whatever. Right, yeah. By day two, I knew that place cold. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about here. When you, when you, you know, the, the Mavericks just played a game, lost mm-hmm. to D- Indiana. 
Yep. They're playing another game in a day or two, if not even tonight. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked. Mm-hmm. And so Philly's just a Disney World for a day. Right, uh, yeah. They've got a lot, a lot of challenging obstacles to deal with. <laughs> and then we got to move on to the next one and vice versa. Philly do the same thing with Dallas. So uh, a playoffs game series is just so different. You get really comfortable. You mm-hmm. know what's coming. You know the misdirections. Mm-hmm. You know the reads that they're going to make and how players are going to respond to certain things. And so you can get comfortable digging in, especially defensively, I think. Mm-hmm. And especially in the early rounds of the playoffs, you sometimes get two days break in between so you can make yeah. adjustments to new things on the fly, right? It's like, oh, we saw them run this new wrinkle. Great. Here's what we're going to tinker now to adjust that, right? Regular season, that doesn't. no one's thinking about any of that. Right. Like, we're and, trying to be healthy and get right. to the next game. And... Uh, you can defend different actions different ways, quarter to quarter to quarter, because you have mo- you you may have tried something in first half of game one, and then maybe tried something different in the second half of game one, and now both of those things are something you've done before and you practiced it. The guys are aware of it, so I can do both of them in the first quarter of game two, and maybe there's a third thing I try in the second half of game two. Now I have three different ways to guard certain actions. First quarter of game three. Let me see how they mm-hmm. respond to things. Let me see how my team responds to things. That doesn't happen nearly as often in the regular season. No, not at all. All right, let's look into some clips. What uh, do we want to show the people first? And for those of you who are listening on audio, I definitely encourage you to go onto YouTube and watch the full video of this, but you can still listen to David's insightful thoughts about what he thinks teams should be doing. Yeah, so what Philly chose to do is having Embiid hang back. And with Luca. It, it almost doesn't matter how you're guarding him. He can get any three off he wants. It's why he doesn't shoot 44% from three or whatever. His quality of shot is bad. In fact, I think it's the worst in the league. Yeah, don't start it just yet, Sharad. I do. I'm serious. I think I saw very recently a metric that had him have the, having the worst shot quality uh, in the NBA. Wow. Because he can That's get it. He can get yeah, He takes bad shots off the dribble, but he can get them off. And I think he's at 35.5% from three. I think he'd be significantly better if he took better mm-hmm. shots. Kyrie's a little bit different. He's only 6'2", and he's not a high flyer. He's crafty as hell now. He's not a high flyer. Elite dribbler, and that helps him. So the way – what I like what Dallas has done is they've tried different ways to get him shots. So he can be a primary ball handler attacker. Uh, he can be a primary ball handler, come set a screen. If Philly is going to uh, go over the top of the screen, which means they have to hit the screen – and the mm-hmm. big guarding the screener stays back to protect the rim, which against Kyrie, one of the best finishers of all time, maybe the best for his size. Yeah. Well, that allows him to shoot the three. He also has transition options too. So let's so yeah, let's play this first one here. Well, uh, before we start, play the yeah. Ky- Kyrie clip, yeah, you know, and this isn't the one we're going to show, but there was a move he had, Dave, in, in the third quarter. Clearly, the, the goal is to trap him on the pick and roll, right, with big bodies, right. And as you always say, when the big timbers there, he's only six two. It's very hard to get around. Six ten, seven foot guys, but he's Kyrie. He's he's a wizard. Literally splits it with his dribble. Still a big man in the lane was able to come up, go up and under with his with his reverse and get the layup off. A extremely high difficult shot, moving at the speed he's moving at. And I'm literally like, how are you that good at basketball? Because you don't. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. So yeah, uh, here's here's what I would say to that. Besides the obvious, which is he, he's practiced these kinds of things all the time. And I've got a bunch of stories about, you know, guys doing that kind of stuff in my gym against the air. And I'll have high school coaches and college coaches who would come watch me work guys out. And like, what are they doing that for? And I would say, well, that's the game. The game is you got to contort yourself all sorts of different ways. You better have practice if you expect to make it in a game. But, he, but here's something I want you to think about. 
Uh, I know I, I'm guessing you have Instagram on your phone or had mm-hmm. had once had. And you might have seen some videos where it's it's like house cats versus snakes. Mm. Have you ever seen these? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I watched a neuroscientist once describing it. Because the house cat always wins. <laughs> right? When I say always wins, it doesn't mean right. the house cat can't also get bit. But right. the snake is trying to bite the cat off of me. I don't mean cats like living in the jungle. And right, when, I, yeah. when I say that, I mean I'm talking about like just on their own, feral cats. Those mm-hmm. things are practice. The house cat doesn't have much practice. And it still is always able to bat the snake's head all the time. Same with like a mongoose versus a cobra. Mm-hmm. Well, the neuroscientist was explaining, they just process it way faster. That what they're seeing is much faster than what the snake is seeing and reacting to. Well, that's, that's Kyrie Irving, right? The, he is just seeing things in a much f- slower frame, so to speak, than what the defenders are. So it's a huge advantage. It's like, it's like the, the advantage Secretariat had with a, with a, a heart one and a half times bigger than the average thoroughbred's heart, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course he's going to win those races. His <laughs> muscles are much more oxygenated than, the, than his opponents. Well, Kyrie is seeing things much slower than what the average human is, or even the average NBA player is, and that's yeah. a huge advantage. All right, so we want to watch that, that a Kyrie yeah. Irving play here? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I, think, I think that's uh, – is that Kleber he's throwing the ball to? Uh, yep, that is Max yeah. Kleber. and you see – Watch out. You have to replay it a couple of times here. You'll see uh, Maxi doesn't guard him. Mm-hmm. So go back mm-hmm. and show that again. You're going to see the other clips as to, as to other ways. Look at the score here. There's five. It's a five-point game, eight to play. We got a ball game here. Yep. Which is probably Dallas is you know, 63% chance to win or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Kyrie is patient. Maxi is so afraid he's going to uh, get beat off the dribble. Look how low his hands are. Mm. He can show one more time. The, the decision there, and we're going to do this later when we get to my player clip, yep. is you've got to force him to do something besides shoot the three standing still. Make him move. Right, right. And Maxi is just afraid to get beat off the dribble. His hands are low. He's giving him space. And Kyrie doesn't have to even take a dribble. And he can just shoot the three. It's not an easy shot to make. But look at Tyrese's hands. Yeah, so low. He has no shot to make a play on that. You have to press up into Kyrie, especially it's a half-court situation, Gerard. You've got help behind you. You've got to make him drive into traffic. This one's uh, earlier in the first quarter, another Kyrie bucket. Yeah, so I like like what Dallas says. Kyrie looks like he's setting a screen, and then it's a simple ball screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Replay it again. Embiid's not leaving the paint. Yep. Embiid's not leaving the paint. Dwight Powell's not a shooting threat. But Embiid is just aware of Kyrie's ability to score at the rim, and he's just hanging back. In a postseason game, they, they could decide to defend that differently. Uh, but in a game like this, you know, Embiid's just not going to leave the paint. You, right. you see so how Kyrie kind of Kyrie kind of motions mm-hmm. to uh, to who is that? Um, Green. That's mm-hmm. Green. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like, "Come here, use me." But instead, Green just throws him the ball. Mm-hmm. And but they did a good job of using Kyrie as a screener on lots of possessions before they ultimately threw him the ball or someone else the ball. And uh, it's just, I mean, that's just like practice against the air. Embiid mm-hmm. cannot make a play. So those are two of the threes he's made uncontested. Mm-hmm. Tyrese had his hands at his ankles. Embiid didn't leave the paint. Those are easy threes for Kyrie. No, uh, it, it was it was really simple. But when you watch it, you understand, especially that first clip, right, where you said Maxi was so concerned about the drive, right? Yeah. And he was crouched down, but his hands were literally I mean, these guys got long wingspan. So his hands were almost down to the ground, right? 
And if Kyrie sees, I mean, it's basically clean space, right? No, no vision, nothing blocking the shot. Let me just rise up and pull up. And he's a probably shooting 40% from three this year. So, yeah, so what you have to do, and they have to bot, you have to get your arms up, especially a, like a lead hand up, be a little bit sideways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't get your stick hand straight up in the air. You got to bother them without drawing a foul, right? Remember, remember, these guys can kind of sweep through, and even if they even if they don't in that situation, they probably win the bonus. So even if they don't call it a shooting foul for three, they'll get two free throws. You don't want to do that either, but you do have to make them think about you. Tyrese didn't. He just was so worried about getting beat off the dribble. His hands were low. That that that's something in the postseason you wouldn't think they'd make that mistake nearly as often. You have to get the offensive player to think about you defensively. Man, we have one more, know, right? I think we have one um, more Kyrie it was just, one. It, it was no, the, the, the one more is the one we're going to show later when we're talking okay. about okay. you know your message to a player. How do I defend Kyrie Irving? And this is when he does a surge dribble and you oh, right. okay. don't worry about okay. who's back. Yeah, we'll do that later. Okay. Um, so, you know, you mentioned the processing processing speed, right? And why the cat wins is because they they process everything fast, right? You talk about yeah. LeBron, Chris, all, all the great ones. They it's a much quicker recognition, and rookies often struggle, right? Because they don't have enough reference points in their brain. Um, Max, he's a third year player. Yeah, yes, third year player. Okay, he's getting extension so, after this season. Yeah. So probably. this postseason will be another set of reference points. Right. But when we're talking about when you're playing against Boston, Milwaukee, right, veteran teams who have I mean, you talk about Boston's a veteran team. It's so funny, but they are. Tatum and Brown are young, but this is old. They've been doing this for quite a while now. Oh, my God. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals as rookies. As rookies, rookie season, right? So this playoffs will be another important reference point for Maxi. Yeah. And so really, when you're looking at it, David, the team that, I mean, of course, rookies or young players can make huge difference in the playoffs. But the team that has the most reference points and processes things better, right, collectively, probably going to win a series more oftentimes than not. Well, yes, of course. So in this in this particular case with Maxi's play, I, I genuinely think that uh, Kyrie's just better than anyone Maxi's ever really guarded. Not to say that he hasn't guarded before in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Of course he has. But it, you you almost, ah, he's not going to make this. Like, I'm harassing him. And Maxi right. was. It wasn't like he was just standing still. He was in a good stance, but he made a mistake. You can't have your arms down. Right, I hate to admit Mark Jackson's right about something. Hand down, hand, man down. That's a good one. Yeah, and, and, and in this case, you got to have your hands up earlier, not straight up in the air, because you have to be able to slide. Mm-hmm. Kyrie could have driven still; his ball, his dribble is still alive. You have to harass him. You have to poke at the ball a little bit. I always tell play defenders, make them think about you, and they can't quite focus as much on what they want to do as what they otherwise would be able to. And so that's 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 what PJ Tucker's great at. Yeah, he is harassing. He has, harasses very well. Well, you, you know who else is good at that? And we talked about him on the True Podcast at the beginning of the week. True Holiday is excellent at that, right? Yeah. When he's on you, you are thinking about shit. That's fucking yeah. Drew Holiday trying to poke the ball, which means I'm not thinking about whatever the play I'm supposed to be running here or the basket, right? Which is what I'm yeah. trying to get to, and that that helps, right? That's a win. Um. Okay. You famously wrote a book called basketball's jazz um and i feel like people often think about jazz as it relates to offense um and you know that that, that would be true but defense you have to be coordinated and everyone has to know where they are and, and that that matters for jazz too um and as you mentioned in the playoffs or in the regular season unless like you're really one of those locked in teams like and your teams are playing really excellent defense in the post in the regular season who are kind of on a string, but those elite playoff defenses, they're playing jazz. Yes. Like they, they know they're, 
whatever they're switching to, whether we're switching, whether we're in drop, whatever our, our plan is, we know it, we're communicating. And I think like a jazz orchestra, right? That's how the great jazz jazz bands look. They're communicating with the with their play, right? So the trumpet guy knows when to come in, the bass knows when to do whatever, right? That's how they communicate. Same thing on defense, right? But the communication here is talking, right? Maybe they like slap guy, whatever they do. But there's ways in which you can communicate on defense to play jazz. Yeah, you're you're reading what's going on, and so uh, it, it's a, really it's improv as much as anything. Um, it's you know it's not ad lib, it's improv. It's I'm supposed to do, let's say I'm supposed to slide a step to my right, but that's depending on what my teammate has done. And if he hasn't reacted the way I expected him to, well, then I have to react differently. I can't, if I just do what I'm always going to do, no matter what my teammate does, well, that's very disparate, right? Mm -hmm. They're all supposed to be connected, not disconnected. Mm -hmm. And so it, we all want them to do what they're supposed to do. It makes it easier to anticipate. But um, uh, I, you know, one of the ways I'll put it is, uh, I may have said this to you once before, but like, do you remember the game Frogger? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I, I didn't like that game because it was very easy for me. <laughs> I didn't know back then what, how, I'm not the world's smartest guy by any stretch, but that kind of shit I could always just kind of do. And so now, now I mean this literally, we were just in New York City, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, I, can, I can see these busy roads and I just, I just, I just see it all fast, quick. I'm the cat. My wife doesn't see it that way. And she, being smarter than me, she's like, I ain't, I ain't risking my life because you think you've got to figure it out. You're getting fucking old. <laughs> and she's right. I need to stop just trusting that I see it all. Right. Because I, I, I don't know. I can make a, a car. Might, I, I'm assuming, oh, this car is doing this. Well, it could suddenly change. Right. Right. I don't have to improv. And I might be too late and die. Literally mm -hmm. die. And my brother Mike even said to me, we lost a neighbor to a, to a car accident. And I have a nephew, a, a niece, a cousin, her daughter, her best friend died in a car accident, streets mm -hmm. in New York City. And that was it. I'm like, honey, you're right. Hold my fucking hand. Don't let me do it anymore. <laughs> because my improv skills aren't what they used to be. I'm 58 years old. Well, these are the world's fastest thinkers and best athletes in many cases in basketball. And so they're improving on the fly all the time. So... The bad defensive teams will make the one mistake and it ripples through the other four. The great defensive teams clean up those mistakes all the time. The Kavon Looney's and Draymond Greens, for example. Mm. It's not just Draymond. It's Kavon too. Mm -hmm. So you guys do something the perimeter. And by the way, they're making mistakes sometimes because what the offense is doing. And we'll show you on clips. There's a little bit of misdirection. There's a little bit, oh, you think I'm going to come get a Jubal Hammond off? Oh, I'm going back door. Oh. Mm -hmm. So now we have to react to that all the time. There's one clip I'll show you with Dallas. Yeah. You got to see Kyrie's face. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it might be, um, it's the PJ Tucker corner three one, I think. Okay. okay. Yeah. Show that one so, first. All right. So we'll, we'll, we're going to show some defense, how teams maybe don't play defense so well. <laughs> or just, just the way they have to read the whole thing. You can, right. can, can you go have speed? Yep. I can definitely. This can go be really fast. Speed. Yeah. So here, here we have here. We have a, a kind of almost like a, a cross screen, but really Tobias is popping out. He's just trying to create room for MB to set the ball screen, right? And uh, so now Embiid's going to, he's going to come up as Harris, Harris kind of comes off an Embiid screen. Embiid moves over to screen for, and now he's got the ball at the top of the key. Hold on, I'll go back and do that again. Watch Tobias. It's going too fast. If you can go slow motion, I, they'll, they'll see it easier. And so Tobias, you think he's coming to get the DHO, right? He had mm -hmm. some speed right there if it'll do it. 
But instead of going to James for the DH, uh, for Harden for the DHO, watch how Tobias will go backdoor as it plays out here. And that's going to force Kyrie to watch this. Kyrie's got to take away Tobias. See how James is moving towards Tobias for yep. a screen for the DHO? Look yep. how Tobias goes back to her. Look at yep. Kyrie jump. Uh-huh. I saw his face too. <laughs> yeah, you can see his teeth like, oh shit. He's like, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh so God. that's improv right there. Uh, uh, the mistake that the Mavs made is they let Tobias go back door. You should have forced him into the screen with James and then the DHO. And now oh, Kyrie stays man. home. David, this is so good. Like, look, I mean, we're watching it in four times speed. Like, Kyrie knows it, like, instantly. You see his gritted teeth, like, oh. Yeah. So, he first, if you can pause it right right there, pause. Now, watch when he when he realized, oh, shit, they're throwing it to Melton in the corner. I got to get out there. You can see his face react. <laughs> yeah, so great. And then, and then it's not over yet, right? Right, right. They do a great yeah. job. Philly does yeah. a great job. DeAnthony Melton attacks the second box. Mm-hmm. They, he, he draws help. And then it kicks out to Tucker for the three. But the teaching point there is the original mistake that the Mavs, whoever, I forget who is guarding Tobias, you can't let him go back door. That breaks everything down. Yeah. So Philly ran Jazz too. They mm-hmm. get the ball to Embiid in a very dangerous spot. Embiid likes the ball at the nail, which is the free throw line in the middle. He's just as dangerous at the top of the key because yep. he can throw it to both sides. Mm-hmm. Everything's one pass away when you're in the middle of the court as opposed to one side of the court where those long skip passes, the defense can recover, right? So when NB gets the ball in the middle, here comes James. He's basically setting a screen for Tobias, who will use James and then go to DHO. But NB has an option. He might fake it to, to, uh, to Hubba Harris, bring mm-hmm. it right back to James. Where they do this all the time. James sets a screen, comes back and gets a DHO for the NB, then NB rolls. Tobias goes back door because the Mavericks were worried about that action. And that w- that's what causes... Kyrie to say, oh my God, he he helped great. He prevented right. the two point shot. But he's like, and he's got to go chase Melton, <laughs> who then he gets beat and he gets beat middle, which is death. And then they get the corner three from Tucker, which is what it's not their number one. They would love the Harris get the dunk. That's a better play. Right. Tobias right. Hunt the dunk. Uh, Dallas did a good job defending it. And then Philly still made him pay with the corner three. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapist for my partner and I, and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. So this is, so you talk about a, a couple of things there. You say defense is blackjack, right? You, you're not taking away everything. Yeah. So nope. Kyrie made the right play of, we can't give up the shot at the rim, right? Because that's oh the God, easier, yeah. high percentage. Like, yeah. So we cut that off. Yeah. But shit, they passed the Melton. 
I have to now race out. Okay, I did. I, I closed out. Skip across the other side to wide open Tucker. Well, I mean, Tucker hasn't been great, but he has hit corner He's three. A good corner shooter, right? Been in, for in, a long time. In, in, in it for a yeah. long time. Yeah. So you're going to give up something, right? Right. If you, if you, you can't take away everything. No, no, you're trying to force lowest percentage possible. Uh, I think Melton's a very good left corner shooter. I haven't looked it up, but I'm guessing that he is. He's a very good shooter. And so Kyrie hustled. I mean, he he ran hard, but he he his reaction was good. He took away the he, listen, he did two things. He took away the cut mm-hmm. and then he took away the Melton corner three. It's not his fault that PJ got the other three. <laughs> right. The only thing Kyrie could have done differently is try to keep Melton on the baseline. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch it again. But it's hard to do. He's taken away the three, and now he's got to quickly slide with Melton and keep him down. Just mm-hmm. that's just hard to do. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch him. So he, Kyrie closes if he can stay connected on top of Melton and force him down the court. Tucker mm-hmm. may not get that three, but it's just very hard to do. And Melton is a you know experienced, crafty guy. See, he goes yeah. baseline, yep. and that's yep. where Kyrie screws up. Yeah. Is he lets yeah. him blow by him and he slaps behind. Right. That was lazy, but it's yeah. it's hard to do both. You, right. The ideal is contest with your stick hand up in the air and then stay connected on the drive and yeah. don't let him get back to the middle to kick to the opposite corner. The the other thing there, David, you know, we talk about, you know, you hear the old heads often say, oh, man, 80s and 90s, we played way tougher D than you did, blah, 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 all this, that, and the third. Whatever. And, you know, we we, we hate that nonsense. But the the distance and ground you have to cover now because the court has, right? I mean, the court's the same size, but because of where players play now out beyond the three-point line, that is a tax on your body, right? Because again, Kyrie, I'm sagging and great. Oh, shit. Let me go run back out. Oh, but that was the part you're like lazy because he's like, crap. Now I got to go out, really force him baseline. That took a, a little mental uh, 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 effort, right? And we know when you're tired, you're going to start making mental mistakes, right? Because you're just right. like, I, I, I can't. Like my body can't do it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so much more running. There's so much more jumping. There's so much more stopping and starting. There's so much more thinking. Uh, there's weapons everywhere like never before. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this game last night, I mean, Embiid, Embiid and Luka make some plays that you would have, if they were if they were in these 80s, like you would have thought they were aliens. <laughs> I mean, Kyrie is Isaiah Thomas. So that's, right. he's right. better and incredible, better in terms of the rim. But um, they've seen little guys do that. Right. Come on. Larry Bird never did what Luca did. No. No. <laughs> no. I always say players from today, if they played in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, they'd be on trial for witchcraft. You'd yeah. be like, what, what are these people doing? I don't understand this. This is crazy talk. Yeah. They'd be the best players in the world. <laughs> oh, with, 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 as they are now. More, more so than, than, than now, yeah. Um, you, so we got a, a Harris play and a, and yeah. a, and a Harden one. play. You yeah. Go? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, we're just, uh, what we're trying to show here is uh, if you can slow it down. Yep, um, I will. See, stop right there. So, so yeah, just a little delayed. Uh, Philly, this looks more like an 80s look. Okay, right there. Oh, mm-hmm. there's uh, Luca's got one foot in the paint. Now go back mm-hmm. and watch almost any clip from the 80s. Everyone's in the paint. Everyone's in the paint, yeah. Yeah, this is different. And Tobias is not quite at behind three just yet. So here's another Philly loves. So stop, don't move it yet. Stop. Okay. Go back a little bit. You'll see Harden. Harden is quarterbacking. The ball goes to Embiid. Harden tells Tobias, go through. Yep. He yep. then slides over. Watch. He'll do that with his hand. He's yep. telling Tobias, go through. Here comes P.J. Tucker. Mm-hmm. All right, freeze it. Just in the next second or two, you can freeze it. A lot of actions Philly runs is P.J. bringing Luka 
into the ball screen mm-hmm, action because mm-hmm. they want to attack Luca. Yep. So here comes PJ. You're not sure if he's going to go get Embiid or is he go getting James? Yeah. Watch what oh, Luke, yeah. watch what PJ does. Oh yeah, it looks, yeah. Embiid it looks like comes, I'm going to get Embiid. He comes right to Harden. Luca's like in no man's land now. Right now, but now he's thinking, all right, if Harden's going to curl, I'm switching it. Mm-hmm. Or he's thinking if Embiid is going to use that, maybe I'll switch on to Embiid. Let's watch what happens here. So PJ sets a good, Harden. solid screen. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, in a sense, the Luka, oh. no one's guarding Harden right now, but they're chasing him. I think that's, uh, Mel, uh, that's um, a Bullock, a Bullock. Bullock over the top, mm-hmm. right. Yep. Right, so he's going to chase it. So Luka's, Luka's there to protect a little bit Embiid, mm-hmm. right? And Powell lets Embiid go, yep. and he is going to stay in no man's land between Harden and, and right. Embiid, mm-hmm. which means he's fucked. <laughs> he, he, you're talking about two Hall of Famers. Look, let me. I'll, you can just see what's happening. The only chance they have to make a play here is if I think that's Green yep. can like take a charge because look what Powell is. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's not cutting Harden's left hand off. Yeah, he's dead in the middle. Yeah. So really, Harden's got the lob or yeah. the drive. Yeah. Powell kind of peels off towards Embiid. Harden just keeps going and he mm-hmm. and gets the easy bucket. Yeah, you can yeah. play it through now. Oh, this that's, is the third that, play. That, that's, the, that's the Harris play. Yeah, that's the, Harris that's the next play. play. Yeah, you can show that one again now. Yeah, that we, can was... show, we can show that last play with Tobias. So if you want to go back and show the Harden one, show the Harden one because you'll see him get the layup. We haven't seen him get the layup yet. Because right. Powell's kind of caught in no man's land in the middle. Yep. Oh, that's Kleber. I don't think that's Powell. That's Kleber. Kleber. And, then, yep. and then he just muscles right through him. Yeah, that's Kleber. Yeah, Harden yeah, just kind of was... drives right down the middle and scores because they're worried about the pick and roll lob for Embiid. Yeah, here, so we'll, we can watch it again here. Yeah, yeah so Tucker. So Kleber, Kleber up on, on MB. Tucker sets the same. So it's the same place, stuff they run, right? He come, he curls. Yeah, Luke is deeper on this one now, right? Yeah. Luke is literally almost under the basket. Right. Is this the third play with Tobias? This, the, this is the hardened place. We get to see what the we just saw. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so he's basically waiting for Embiid. Mm-hmm. But he has, honestly, he doesn't want to mess with Embiid. Right. He, wants, he wants Kleber to get back to Embiid. Right. And so right now, they have pretty everything open, really. Yeah, uh, Melton throw it and, he wants to. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, he could throw it to and be in the lob, but he decided if you can let him right down the middle with his left hand, that's right. what Harden's going to do. That's an easy layup. Yeah, and uh, they needed to squeeze in and take a charge on that, but they don't. They stay. I think that's um, Hardaway um, stays home on yep. the shooter in the corner uh, yep. on McDaniel's. Yep. Yeah, and so Harden just has a left hand layup. I mean, it's not yeah. an easy shot for most people, but that's for an James easy Harden shot for is. Harden. Yeah, <laughs> that's an easy. And, and then the Embiid roll made that happen. So here's the uh, third they, one here. So the, kind of the, the same the, structure. The Harris, the, the Harris yeah. three. Yeah. So the same, right? Same exact play. That's why I put it in there. Same play. PJ, PJ curls. Right. Here comes PJ. I think he's coming to get Harden again. Mm-hmm. Dribble handoff again. Yep. Nice. Yeah. This is, look at, look, this is the ad lib. Yeah. We're going to replay the whole thing. This is all the different, Philly just runs a beautiful offense, right? Dallas has to keep improving, improving. Slide yeah. over, slide yeah. over, slide over. Let's watch the whole thing. Yeah. Where as the ball gets to the middle, to Embiid, Dallas is in a good place. They defend the uh, the uh, kind of the go screen that that mm-hmm. Tucker initially sets. He's not screening Powell. He's coming to get Harden. Mm-hmm. So the and then Embiid takes him right. So you're screening for the guy about to get the DHO. Yes. Yep. So Luca's got to talk through that. Yep. Uh, uh, that's uh, Bullock, Bullock guarding chasing. Harden. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's chasing right. him over the top of the screen. Powell. Is kind of in charge of guarding Harden and Embiid, mm-hmm. same way Kleber was before. Yep. 
green is more towards the paint. Now he kind of goes away. He's going to win at three seconds. Mm-hmm. But he kind of comes back a little bit. And right. Harden's not sure, do I have an angle here? I, he probably had the right. lob. He throws it to he the wide the open guy mm-hmm. in DJ Tucker. Tucker. Yep. And there's a lot, there's 10 seconds on the clock still. A lot of time. Right. So now Dallas has to scramble back out. PJ's a yep. shooter, although he doesn't mm-hmm. normally shoot that high up. Right. Kyrie probably should have been much closer, closer to, to Melton. Mm-hmm. Melton because PJ's not a driving threat. Right. These are all Hand thinking off. on the fly. Mm-hmm. Thinking on the fly. And so great shot fake. Luca mm-hmm. goes for it. Gets Melton, around. yeah, Melton gets right to the middle of the floor. And now it's five on four, really. Everybody's thinking in now. In. Yeah. Yeah, you have to squeeze in. You can't give him a layup. And you see, you see Green was kind of worried about Tucker in the short corner. Mm-hmm. And he gave up the corner three because you have to give up the three before you give up a layup. That although you could argue maybe in the postseason they would stay home on the shooter, make Tucker finish layups. Mm-hmm. I could see them wanting to do that. Remember? Yeah. Remember in the Celtics series against Milwaukee, uh, Grant Williams had a million threes? Oh, yeah. He had like 17, something crazy. They made a, yeah. they made a choice. We're going to give yeah. that up. Yeah. I could see them. I could see people saying, let's make P.J. score make PJ in the short corner against us, not give Tobias the open corner three. But all that's improving based on the actions. Philly's running actions to make you think. And then as a player thinks, everyone's got to read and react to it. They're not on islands. They're all connected. Oh man, this is woo. <laughs> and it's funny because when as we're going through it, David, and like I'm going through it, it's like, ooh, but I see it. But I'm literally doing it in like one one hundred speed, frame yeah. by frame by frame. These guys gotta know it and process it like at warp speed, which yeah. you know, and they great ones do oh, it well. Yeah, and even well, even doing it well, you still go hundred points a game. <laughs> right. Because right. the advantage is the offense because of the way they shoot the ball now and the yeah. skills they have with the ball. This is uh, there's a play that Bullock missed a shot. It was a, a Dallas set that 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 they ran that that you like. <clears throat> and the, yeah, and this a, was and a, and this a, was a Bullock, um, um, a Bullock yeah, baseline this, shot. I think this was a, a Philly. This was good Philly defense. So yeah, uh, look at all the different actions here. We'll play it again. Yep. Dallas does a nice job getting first side, second side, back to third side, back to the middle. They're doing all these things, and they end up with Luca having the ball one on one with five seconds on the clock. Uh, uh, Tucker kind of cheats over to him. Mm-hmm. It, you really mm-hmm. almost can't design a better defensive possession. This might have been their best defensive possession. Let's watch it again in the game. Because you force Reggie Bullock, who's just really a three-point shooter, to take a hard driving seven-foot baseline jumper over MB. Yep. Like, that's the best thing. Philly's just got to help recover out. Uh, you'll see at the end of the possession, as they help and recover, PJ's cheating towards Luca, who's their biggest threat. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep, and uh, uh, every time they reset, the defense gets to reset. They switch mm-hmm. with Harden on Luca. PJ is leaving Bullock. Yep. Look how Jeez. much he's leaving him. Yep, right. Uh, you'll see. Also, Melton realizes where's Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I've got to drop he's a little bit. I- mm-hmm. I'm going to leave Bullock open some and make sure that that uh, you see MB cheating over. Yep. He, again, he's helping on the Luca drive. So now mm-hmm. look what happens. Uh, Melton is kind of sinking down to make sure that. Powell can't Kyrie. get the layup, mm-hmm. and then he takes Kyrie. And that leaves Bullock open. P.J. chases, keeps him down, yep. doesn't let him come back middle. Forces in the baseline. Here's in Embiid. Embiid. Yep. The worst shot you could take for yep. Bullock. The, the yep. perfectly executed defensive possession by the Sixers. 
No, that was – yeah, if you're watching every time, you can see it because they're working hard and you can, it's clear what they want, right? That is the end. If Reggie Bull's going to take a forced runner and Joel Embiid's face, good job on win. your defense. If he makes it, he makes it. It's the win. Right. It's the lowest percentage shot possible. Oh, and Dallas did a great job too. They're moving and moving. You know, Luca's a ball stopper, but, you know, he's, he's Luca. Right. So he creates a great uh, – I think the ball got deflected there. There was mm-hmm. a bad pass by Luca. If, if it's not deflected, he might have had an open three. But that's why you get your hands out to try to get deflections. Yeah. Every yeah. deflection, we track them for a reason. It slows the ball down, which gives the defense time to react and recover out. Man, there's so much, guys, there's so much in this game that these guys have to do. And yeah. even you do it, you do it all the way right, dudes make shots anyway, because they're the best players in the world. Like as David said, you play perfect defense, still gonna give up over hundred points in a game. Yeah. That's just a, a casino would love to always win when the when the when the uh, player has a uh, 16. And the dealer is showing, uh, you know, a, a seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. Because uh, you're assuming that it's a ten on the undercard, and they still might get blackjack sometimes with a five or twenty-one anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the casino is not worried about it. The right. odds are there. Uh, we're going to show the one uh, uh, advice I give a player. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you know, we we talked about this Dallas Mavericks 76ers game. We saw some great defense. We saw great offense, of course, in that game. And we said, look. You can play perfect defense, and it still doesn't matter because these are the best players in the world. David, as everyone knows, he coaches a ton of these guys. And I imagine what some of the text messages go like, playing Steph Tuesday, any advice, right? Or playing so-and-so Wednesday, any advice? And I'm sure David, by buddy, with, with the guys who he, he jokes around with, good luck, right? And then, you know, here's some yeah. action. <laughs> I, tend, I tend not to be sarcastic with these players. <laughs> They're already nervous as it is, but I would do that to my brothers and to you. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, at some point this season, because we're, we're talking about Kyrie, so I want to show you a clip for Kyrie. Yep, yep. Um, Kyrie has this magnificent ability to finish at the rim, uh, and he can really shoot off, off the dribble from three. Yeah. And he's not very quick and fast, but his surge dribble is elite. He, he can go I, – I, I always call it stealing second base because I was a baseball guy. My son played baseball. Um, the best base stealers are the guys that get to top speed within two steps. Mm-hmm. So Kyrie can be going slow. Leave, leave it right there for a second. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's like he's shot out of a cannon. Well, that's a problem when you've got to take away his three because he can shoot the three off the dribble. But also, you can't give him a layup at the rim. He's too good at that, even in traffic. Forget about no traffic. So the teaching point on this particular clip was for a, a player guarding. This is, when I, this is when he was, okay, this is a Dallas game. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you, you have to have priorities defensively, Gerard. So a guy like Kyrie, uh, I don't want him to do uncontested anything. But if I have to give him a choice of, uh, a hard three off the dribble or an uncontested layup, I've got to make him take the hard three off hard the three dribble. Off the dribble. Yeah. I, I, I can't, unless time and score are different, you know, down up three with 12 seconds, take away the three. Right. But this is first quarter, right? It's 12 10, mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. to play in the first. Uh, your thinking here has to be, I'm not letting him get a layup. So now in transition, as you watch play develop, mm-hmm. a Dennis Schroeder's got to be thinking, do I have help behind me? If the answer is yes, then press up. And don't mm-hmm. let him shoot the three. So yep. back it up and do it again. Anthony Davis should have been saying, I got you. I got you. I'm behind you. Get mm-hmm. up there. Whatever. Right. Right. If they throw it to Bullock, they throw it to Bullock. But don't let Kyrie shoot it. Yeah. 
So it, Davis, it seemed like that's what Davis was doing, pointing over at the corner. It's like, it should have been also, I'm behind you. Get up on Kyrie. You. Get up on him. Right. So Dennis should have picked him up right now, half court. Look at mm-hmm. Dennis. Keeps going backwards. Yeah. So yeah. that's the read. Kyrie, is, as soon as that defender is behind the three-point line and going backwards, Kyrie already knew I'm, I'm stopping and shooting I'm pulling this. Up. Yep. 100% read. And if you look at that last dribble he took, which I don't like guys doing, but he's doing it to even show even more of I'm coming. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get Schroeder to keep backing Boom. up. Yeah. And he, I mean, he, he Schroeder's really long. He almost yes. got to it. Yeah. But that's where AD needed to communicate. I got you. I'm behind you. Whatever, whatever. Well, I got you. Whatever. I used to, I used to go, woo when I was a player to let <laughs> right. them know where I was, whatever. I don't care right. what those guys do, but you have to give them something. So the rule I, I tell players against guys like Curry is when you know someone's behind you, press up. If you're not sure that anyone behind you can help you, then you've got to defend the layup and give them the three and hope that someone else will relieve you. It's why we tell our bigs to race in transition back on defense because they're relieving the guards from helping at the rim so they can go guard the shooters. Bigs are the reason why you can get out to shooters early in transition. They're protecting your paint for you. So they have to race. And that's why if you have bigs that can shoot the three, you can really cause problems for the defense in transition because those now those bigs now want to get back to their shooters and no one's protecting the paint. No, th- this is uh there's so much there. So obviously in transition and teams practice well, <laughs> I was gonna say teams practice. They don't really practice in the regular season, but in the in in the training camp and whatever, there's sort of principles set, right? When we're in transition, this is what we like to do, right? Guys fly out to the corner, et cetera. You do this, you do this, right? But the best players, your Kyrie Irvings, your Steph Curry's, your Kevin Durant's, whoever they can freelance a bit within that, right? So Kyrie saw uh, Schroeder continuing to back up. And you mentioned he surged. So he's already on his back heel, right? And that's what you mentioned with the snake and the mongoose. Processing speed. He sees back heel, back heel, back heel. My super fast surge dribble is going to make you back up just even a half beat more. These guys, Kyrie's little. He's not 6'7". He's not 7 feet. He just needs a little bit crack of space. Perfect. Back heel, I'm going to pull up right here. So he knew that the minute he crossed half court. Yeah, so that last dribble, it didn't even matter if he got Dennis to keep going back. What it, what it made him do is not it, – it didn't allow him to start coming up because it made – you had to respect it. You had to respect mm-hmm. that last dribble. Oh, man, he might drive. Mm-hmm. So even if he didn't go – even if he didn't go backwards, just standing still, he's done. And so that's why Kyrie did it, which is what you practice this all the time. I, I like to practice it with our, my feet more than that ball. Um, but there's nothing wrong with what Kyrie did. He's a magician with the ball. Uh, uh, the idea would be to hesitate a little bit. If I can draw him up, I'm going to blow right by him. I think AD being around had Kyrie probably also thinking mm-hmm. he might be able to make a play on me that I have to kick it out. I don't want to kick mm-hmm. it out. I want to score, mm-hmm. which is nothing wrong with that. You want weaponized guards. And so, yeah, he's just, he's, uh, Luca's the same way. Yeah. Luca's yeah. so good with the ball that, uh, he can just freeze you for a moment, just like just like a quarterback looking off a safety. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to have the safety necessarily move in one direction as opposed to the other. He just needs to freeze them with his eyes. And yeah. then very often he can make that pass. Yeah, man. It's like it, it, uh, what I love about it is that it happens so like fast, right? Yeah. Like, again, we, we watched that on like slow, slow delay. But it, I got it. It reminds me of the finals, the, the Warriors Cavalier series. And those two finals with Kevin Durant, when in two uh, clin- clinching game moments, he pulls up from the right corner for three. And I remember him going through 
both of them, but one in particular is coming down. You know, you know, shot and shot and score. He's like, this is the shot. This is the score. Even if I miss here, we get another possession back, etc. I saw LeBron in his back heel. As soon as we cross half court and he dropped it, I, I knew I'm pulling up. Like, and it's just that, like, right? That idea of knowing, okay, this is a chest, as you say. That was your move? Cool. This is my move now. Yeah. It, it's just, it's brilliant what these guys do. I just saw, um, I just saw a tape of uh, Andre Agassi talking about playing Boris Becker. Have you ever seen this? How he, no. he used to destroy Becker's serve. And Agassi <laughs> admitted, I think after they retired, that Becker had a tell. When he was going to go left, let's say he was serving on the uh, the uh, uh, the ad, ad court. side, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. ad court. Um, if he put his tongue on the left side of his mouth, he was going to go down the middle. Mm-hmm. If he put his tongue more in the middle, he would hit it down the middle. Okay. And so Agassi must have you studied read tape. That. Okay. And saw it. Yeah. And and then if you all, if you ever seen the show, the movie Rounders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when Matt Damon figures out uh, 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 KGB's tell mm-hmm. about the Oreos, mm-hmm. which if, if you remember it. When he ate the Oreos, he had the goods, <laughs> right? He had the nut. When he didn't eat it, he was bluffing. Yep. So yep. He, when he figured out the tell, everything changed, right? That's the whole key in this game. I tell, I tell my players all the time against air in the offseason, um, you have five different options here with the ball. Do them at, I, I might have trained each one one at a time. Now it's like you got all five. You can choose any one you want. Let me be back here and read you and see if I can figure what you're going to do. Because if I can't figure it out, I know the defense. Will. I mean, they're, they're playing. I'm just watching. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for tells. I'm looking mm-hmm. for, is he always doing this before he does this, this, or this? And, the, and then if he is, we'll smooth it out and stop doing that, right? Yeah. If you're always looking right and passing left, well, as a defender, I can see that. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm going to look right and pass right. Sometimes I'll look right and pull up. So that way I don't have a tell. That's all part of this, the kind of the, the work behind the scenes, too. No, this is guys. This, this is amazing stuff that that you're getting to to, to dive into here. You know, look, it, it's when you're watching basketball, it's very easy to just see the end result, right? A made basket, and you attribute that to right. The player made the basket, right? And oftentimes, yes, they they did something great. But so many things happen in the processing up onto that basket, and it's hard in a basketball game to see it because, unlike David, right? Like most of us, that's not we don't do that all day, right? You're just kind of watching. But I'm lucky I get to talk to David. So those are things I watch for when I watch a game. Ooh, I think something good's coming here. I don't know what, but something's going to happen, right? <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. But this is what, when you watch the game and you're seeing different things, it's like, oh, why do they keep going to that? Why does that keep working? There's a reason, right? They do things. It's all coordinated and scripted. It's not just dudes rolling the ball out and just running up and down the court doing whatever they want, right? It's the best teams, right, do it together on both ends of the ball, offense and defense. Basketball, after all, is jazz. Yeah, I had a player tell me the other day that he was very concerned. He's one of the best teams in the league. He's very concerned that his team is too um, basic after they run their first action, don't get anything. I mean, this this team could win a championship, but he's concerned. He's a very high IQ player. He's concerned that the coach isn't demanding enough of his team when they don't score the first 10, 12 seconds of a possession and they just rely on their superstars like a lot of teams do. It's a fair, it's a mm-hmm. fair concern to have. I saw that team play recently. I thought they were much better, which means the coaches saw the same thing the player did. Or they yeah. talked about it in a meeting. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, if you if you want to keep it basic, you better have five Giannis's on the court or four <laughs> Giannis and a Larry Bird, whatever. Like there's two, the talent is too close with these teams. So the execution is a big factor. And this is why, you know, at True Hoop and David talks about the Warriors squeezing our offense all the time because that's what's so brilliant about it, right? 
is not about getting a bucket in the first eight seconds. Sometimes it does, but the constant motion will eventually lead to someone getting a good to a great shot up, right? And that is that's the goal, right? It's not about that first action. All right, I ran pick and roll. Uh, they they knew it was coming, nothing. And now, you know, superstar X just go one on one. Like again, that yes, the best players in the world are going to beat you one on one a lot of the time because they're yeah. really good. But yeah. if that is all you do. I'm going to figure out ways to stop it eventually, right? But well, if you've got to, constant... to not stop it, slow it down. Slow it down, correct. Uh, compared to what I'm doing is your defense. Yes. I remember, yes. I just have to outscore you, right? When you're, <laughs> uh, when you're, when you're in the woods, the old Richard Pryor line, when, when you run into a bear, uh, you just got to outrun your buddy, right? right? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it doesn't matter if you're playing bad defense, if they're playing worse defense. I just have to outscore right. you. Right. So, um, yeah, you got to make it as tough as possible, and hopefully you won't do the same to my guys. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed True Hoop Tactics. Uh, try to do another one of these soon. Um, the playoffs are coming up 20 or so games away. It's it's exciting. Oh, you know, really quick, David. Golden State winning some games in a row now all of a sudden. And Steph Curry's not back yet. Uh-oh, the time to get back on the Warriors train? What's happening? <laughs> we'll be discussing that probably on Monday. Let's see how they do this weekend. They got double, back-to-back this weekend. Yeah, they played a night and they played defense. the Lakers, I think, on yeah. Monday. <laughs> Correct. They're playing better defense. Yeah, they got two tough games here, but um, we may be visiting. We're we're down to two teams. The tactic listeners will know either we're doing Knicks or Warriors this week. Oh, yeah. We, I've tuned. already done. I've already done the article on the Warriors. <laughs> but now they're playing better defense, so I'm gonna have to yes. change some things. Right. Uh, but the Knicks have intrigued me, and so um, I may dive into them. We'll see on Monday. Very good. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Take care. <laughs>